from 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 6 to 14. Hear these words of scripture. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. And God chose me to be a preacher, an apostle and a teacher of this good news. That is why I'm suffering here in prison but I am not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Sue. So today we continue our series entitled Dynamite Prayer. And it's based off of the devotional of the same name by Rosario Picardo and Sue Nilsen Kibbe. Our English word, dynamite, comes from the Greek word dunamis. In the New Testament, dunamis describes this supernatural resurrection power of God's spirit. The power of God's spirit that broke through into the world, not only at Jesus' resurrection, but again and again throughout the New Testament, transforming people's lives. And in this devotional, Sue Nelson Kibbe and Rosario Picardo, they, they challenge us to open ourselves to God's dunamis spirit, allowing it to transform our lives and then through us to transform the world. And if you haven't already done so, I encourage you to pick up one of the Dynamite Prayer devotionals. I forgot mine. It is at home where I use it. Melanie, do we have a picture of it just so everybody can see it's a real book? We don't have a picture of it. Just, oh, thank you, Shelly. Shelly, she's holding it up. Good job, Shelly. Good job. So this is the book. Look, it's real. Um, you can pick one of these up. I think we still have some available in the back, and you can also go online, um, and you can pick one up. And it doesn't matter when you start this this devotional book. The really the important thing is to simply begin it. Because yes, we are halfway through this series, but it is a blessing no matter when you begin. And it really, it focuses on this idea of breakthrough prayer. And it's, breakthrough prayer is different than how we often pray. Because usually when we pray, we separate our prayer life from our regular life, right? But with breakthrough prayer, the two become intertwined. So rather than allowing our own preferences, our own opinions to direct us as soon as we end our prayer time, because I don't know about you, but sometimes that happens with me. But with breakthrough prayer, we go throughout our entire day attuning ourselves to see and hear where God is leading us. We bring that throughout, listening for God's voice. So the prayer time doesn't actually ever end. It's broken through to our whole life. And so to go along with this book, 
and this series, we wrote our own breakthrough prayer for Brexville United Methodist Church. It's specific for our church. And we're asking that each person prays this prayer either at 6.50 in the morning or 6.50 in the evening. And then on November 29th, we are going to gather together for a dynamite prayer potluck. And we're going to bring our potluck dishes and we're going to bring our prayers and we're going to share together all that we've made food-wise and also the prayers that God has shared with us because we're Methodist and we like good potluck. So you guys are not awake at all this morning, I swear. So I would like to pray this dynamite prayer together um, as we begin this morning. So let us pray. Almighty God, you've placed us in the center of town as a beacon of your love. May we be a listening church known for keeping you at the center of all things. May we take risks, acting boldly with your grace so that your light around the world open our hearts and minds to the incredible things we haven't even imagined yet. Amen. So throughout my life, I have struggled with being a people pleaser. Growing up, it was my quest to make the adults in my life happy, whether it was my parents or my teachers or my dance instructors or my band director or whoever. My biggest fear was that I would somehow disappoint them and let them down in some way. I got all A's on my report card. I behaved well in class. I was that student that every teacher wanted. And if they even looked at me like this, I thought I was going to die. I helped around the house. I did everything that I could to make people happy. In my teenage years, making everyone happy became a little bit more difficult because not only did I want to please all of the adults in my life, but I wanted my peers to like me too. And sometimes what would make the adults happy wouldn't necessarily be what my peers wanted, right? And vice versa. But heaven forbid I would actually disappoint someone or they didn't like what I did. So I worked overtime, balancing everything that I possibly could to make sure that to the best of my ability, everyone around me was happy. And I remember in high school, my pastor at the time told me, Heidi, you can't please everyone. And I said with my out loud voice, I know Pastor Peg. But then with my inside voice, I said, yes, I can. You just watch. And I did pretty well through high school and into college, at least well enough to fool myself into thinking I was pleasing everyone. And then I accepted my call into ministry. And I started working with a big group of people. At my first church, I was a youth director. And I still remember the first time somebody came into my office and was upset with something I had done. I don't remember what it was, other than I changed something that I thought was pretty small and insignificant, but the person did not like it. I don't even think it was actually like a parent or somebody who was affected by the change, but they didn't like it nonetheless, and that's what mattered. And I remember thinking, this, this change, I heard that this change needed to happen since I got here. Everybody had been talking about it like it was a, a no-brainer. And, and what's working current, what's wor what we're doing right now, it's not working. So in this transition, it helps us get to where we want to go. Like, it was just logical for me. And I tried to explain all of this to the person. 
I tried to help them understand why the decision, I, why I made the decision, but still that person didn't like it. And they left my office disappointed. And I sat in my office and I was devastated. There was no way to make this person happy. And it was at that moment that I realized that I was not going to be able to trick myself into believing that I could please everyone anymore, no matter how hard I tried. My biggest fear had come true. We all have our big fears. We have little fears, we have big fears, and we have everything in between. What is your fear? It could be disappointing people, or it could be financial instability, losing your job, not having the money to provide and to pay the bills for your family. It could be getting in a car accident. It could be the next world war. Insert your greatest fear here. And in today's scripture, the Apostle Paul reminds us that that even while we live with this fear, we have a choice. Because we're not going to get rid of the fear completely. That's not what we're talking about here. But within living with that fear, we have a choice. Are we going to allow that fear to rule and dictate our lives? Or are we going to allow God's dunamis, dynamite spirit of love and of sound mind rule everything we do? In today's scripture, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity or or timidness, but God has given us a power of love and self-discipline, this spirit of power and love and self-discipline. And the Apostle Paul is writing this to his young protege, Timothy. And he's writing it from this, this dark and this damp Roman prison cell. Paul had been imprisoned plenty of times before this, but he knew that this time was different. He probably wasn't going to make it out of prison this time. But still, from that dark and lonely and terrifying place, he writes to Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-discipline. And the word power Paul uses is that word dunamis. He's reminding Timothy that God has given each of us God's supernatural resurrection power. That power, when it's combined with God's unconditional love and a mind and a heart that is focused on God, When we put all of that together, we have the ability, God has the ability through us to transform our lives and through us the entire world. And we have that choice. God gives us that choice to receive that power, allow it to rule over all of our being, our mind, our soul, our heart, our every action, or we can allow the fears and the uncertainties of this world triumph. In that first job, when people didn't like what I was doing, they would accuse me of being selfish, changing things to make it what I wanted and not caring about anything else. And those words stung almost more than anything because they hit down to the core of my people-pleasing person. I wasn't doing what I wanted. I was doing what I thought was was right. I, I was doing what I really did believe God wanted in that situation. And sometimes I would hear those words. I would hear people complain or, or say different things. And I would let the fear win, the fear of not pleasing everyone. I would let it win. And I would, I would give in, and I would change to make people happy. 
But I learned that when I did that, I was always left with this nagging feeling inside me that it, it wasn't truly what God wanted, that I was letting that, that spirit of fear win rather than that spirit of God. And eventually I learned that not only was that, that fear limiting me, but it was also limiting God's ability to fully work in the world through me. In verse 13 of today's scripture, 13 and 14, it says, Hold on to the pattern of wholesomeness, wholesome teaching you learned. A pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that's been entrusted to you. God gives each and every one of us the ability, the power, the truth to hear and to understand and to respond to God's loving wisdom. The wisdom that God speaks into every one of our lives. And we have that choice to either listen to that or to drown it out with the fear and the doubt. Because the fear and the doubt is not going to go simply away. Breakthrough prayer, it really comes down to releasing God. Releasing the spirit of God from the hold that we try to have on it. Releasing our desire for control and our expectations of, of what it looks like when our prayers are actually answered the way that we want them. Releasing that and releasing our fears that are ever-present and ever-limiting. And when we release God, when we open ourselves to the possibilities that we haven't even imagined yet, that's when the magic happens. When we step out in faith and trust that God is working, even though we can't see it, even though we don't fully understand it or have absolutely no idea what's going on, but we really know that God is leading us and we step out in faith, it is amazing to see what God can do. So what about you? What spirit is leading your life? Today, in this moment, you have a choice, just like every single moment of your life. You have a choice to choose the power and the powerful yet the limiting spirit of fear or you can choose that dynamite power of God that will blow your greatest dreams out of the water. What spirit is leading you in this moment? Let's pray. Oh God, it is so easy to allow fear and discouragement to consume our focus. But God, let us not be distracted. Open us to your dynamite power that is rooted in your selfless love and your magnificent wisdom break through into our lives and into this beautiful world and lead us where you will. Amen. So today we have the honor of receiving 11 new members into our church community. And this scripture for today speaks directly to what they have chosen. In verse 8, it says, So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. With the strength that God gives you, ready to suffer with me, Paul is saying to Timothy, not by yourself, but with me for the sake of the good news. And Paul goes on, For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us 
his grace through Christ Jesus. The people who have chosen to become members have not done so willy-nilly, I would say. They've gone through, what, eight classes, I think, over the past eight weeks, and they are, they've learned about all types of things in our, our church history and the church governance and all, asked all of those questions that you wonder about, or at least some of them or most of them. And we've talked and we've gotten to know each other and they've made the decision to continue what they started in their baptism and to claim their faith as them, who they are in this time of their life and to become an active member of the church. They've already been participating in all of the different ways. They're volunteering and they're in the choir and they're helping with weddings and they've been volunteering with um, the welcome team and going to classes, other classes and doing all types of things. And now they are ready to say this, I feel called to really live out my faith. And so this morning, I want to present the following individuals to reaffirm their faith and to be received as professing members of the church. And I invite you to come forward as your name is called, and we can line up right here. Rebecca and Zane Bergstaller. Kelly Cramblett. Hillary and Michael Huff. Taylor Lasky. Frank Ludwig. Lindsay Lyons. Mary McHenry. Maria Shurek. Stephanie Zeranek. Since the earliest times, the vows of Christian baptism have consisted first of the renunciation of all that is evil, and then the profession of faith and loyalty to Christ. So on behalf of the whole church, I ask you the questions that you or your parents answered at your baptism. On behalf of the whole church, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, say, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? If so, say, I do. And according to the grace given you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? If so, say, I will. Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, say, we do. We do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care. You may respond with the words in bold. With God's, with God's help, help, we, we will, will proclaim, proclaim the good news and live, live according, according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. Let us remember your baptisms and be thankful 
that the Spirit is with you. This is the part that I told you would be silly. Through the silliness, through the chaos, through all of the love and the joy of life, the Spirit is with you, and be thankful. And now I get to do one of my favorite things, which is anointing each of our new members. Anointing is an ancient practice of recognizing God's work in our lives. Maria, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Rebecca, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that be, having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Zane, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Kelly, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Frank, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Mary, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lindsay, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Taylor, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Stephanie, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through the water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hillary, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Michael, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. These members, as I say their names and look at them, it's wonderful how God has brought each of them to our faith community at the time which is right for them. Some have been here for a long time, and we just realized that they weren't members, and others have just come and been here for a few months, but they are all committed and they are all committed to God through this church. And it is a beautiful thing that we are able to receive them today. So I have questions to receive you into this congregation. As members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate, continue to participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? If so, say, I do. And as members of Christ's universal church, will you be loyal to Christ through the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? If so, say, I will. Amen. Members of the household of God, I commend these people into your love and your care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, 
confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. I invite you to respond with the words on the screen. We give thanks for all that God has already given you and welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you and the body of Christ, and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, the God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you, protect you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. Welcome, new members. And Sue has a little gift for each of you in there. Um, you will have your um, certificate of membership as well as a couple of gifts. Zane and Rebecca, you don't get a gift today because you already got one. They were supposed to, they were supposed to be officially received this past spring, um, but then you got sick, so you couldn't be here. So now we are receiving you into membership. So that's why they don't have a bag. I just wanted to let everybody know. It's not because they did anything wrong or we, didn't, we don't like them. Or that is, that's why. So welcome. You may be seated. Yay. And I want to invite the... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Sue. I got excited. I get excited. And I invite you to be seated, and I invite the choir to come forward and let us prepare for a time of prayer together.
Thank you, choir. We have a few prayers that have been turned in this morning. Shelly asked for continued prayers for her sister Barb and her heart, as well as prayers for Charlie and his desire to live, and prayers for Sandy on his upcoming eye surgery. And Taylor asks for continued prayers for Dawn as she continues to heal and begin physical therapy. And Christy, this is a prayer of joy and welcome to our new members. Let us go to our Lord in prayer. Oh God, today we come to you knowing full well that you can do anything through the power of your Holy Spirit. And so today, O oh God, we pray for peace. We pray for our siblings who are members of the armed forces, for those who are currently in harm's way, for those who have given their life or a portion of their life to the ugliness of war, to those who were prepared to do so. Oh God, we pray for peace. We pray for the civilian women and children and men whose lives are disfigured by war and terror in this very moment. Specifically, we pray for those in the war between Israel and Hamas and the war between Russia and Ukraine. God, we lift to you each and every person around your world whose life has been marred by the anger and the ugliness of humanity. And God, we pray for peace. 
We ask for wisdom and resolve for our leaders as they work towards reconciliation. And we pray for those peacemakers and those peacekeepers who seek to keep this world, your world, safe and free for everyone. Oh God, you are a God of truth and justice. So help us to lift our eyes above the torment of this broken world and grant us the grace to pray for those who wish us harm. Fill us with the fullness and the power from your, of your spirit so that our lives would reflect your goodness and your grace to the world around us. Oh God, we pray these things in the beautiful name of Jesus, who taught us to pray with these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The last thing we do each Sunday is to remind ourselves that church does not end now, but church goes with us into the world. The message of Jesus goes with us into our daily lives, and the work of the church continues through your help. And so a few ways that you can help with that in the coming days are first, tomorrow, we are sewing group is meeting, at, and you can drop in anytime between 5 o'clock and 9 o'clock in the evening, and you can meet upstairs in room 301, and they uh, look, are looking for any sewers or any um, surging machines that can come and can um, help them create items to care for others. And then on Tuesday is the Earth Keepers Commissioning. Um, Melanie Smith, who is our Director of Communications and Connections, she went and did a training for Earth Keepers and is now certified as an Earth Keeper. And we're going to be talking about that and she's going to be sharing in the months to come. Um, but her commissioning is on the 14th on Tuesday at 8 o'clock. And there's a link for that that you can get on BUMC Links and you can celebrate that, that accomplishment with her. And then on Thursday evening, um, I, myself and uh, pastors from three other churches in the area are going to gather together at the Brexville Library, and we're going to, at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a conversation um, and a panel about reconciling religion, specifically Christian, Christianity, with LGBTQ um, issues and inclusivity. And so you're welcome to come and to learn and be part of the conversation and have some questions um, there as well. And then on Saturday, we have our next bike fix it. And if you were here last week, you know that we need all the mechanics we can get, right? And so come on Saturday and you can help out and fix bikes and get them to people in need. Um, and maybe just in time for a holiday, it can go under their tree. And then also next Sunday, we have Hanging of the Greens. That's a week from today. They're so excited, Jamie. They're so excited. We do get pizza after church. Yay, somebody clapped. We, we get pizza after church and then we get to decorate pretty, pretty for Christmas. So stick around for that um, next Sunday. And then finally, next Sunday is also your last opportunity to turn in. We'll be doing the drawing for pie from the pastor. So if you have turned in your pledge card, then you, that pledge card is an opportunity to um, be in a drawing to receive a home-baked pie from me. I actually know how to make home-baked pies. So that's, it should be a good thing that you get it. Um, and you can, it's not fair for like each of the people in your household to turn in a different pledge card <laughs> and then get many different tries for the pie. That's not the point. The point is so that we turn in the pledges so we can plan 
for all of the ministry that we are going to do together in 2024. So this, so, so turn in your pledge cards so that we can do all of the ministry. So with that, let us receive the benediction and let us go and do God's good work in the world. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let us stand and sing. In my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Whoa, you are the peace in my troubled sea. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Whoa, you are the peace in my troubled sea. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you. Whoa, my lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise. You will carry me safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore. I won't fear what tomorrow brings with each morning all right. You are the peace in my troubled sea. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness. I will follow you, oh, my lighthouse, my lighthouse. I will trust the promise. You will carry me safe to shore.